Welcome to the Recharge Your Life podcast with me, Dr. Carrie Ulrich and Kelly Gunther. We are thrilled to talk to people who have made a decision that recharged their lives. Often they push themselves out of their comfort zones and took risks. We want to know about that decision point. Why did they make that decision? And most importantly, how can we learn from them? Kelly and I are passionate HR professionals, and together we co-founded our HR consulting firm, Abrachi Group. We have talked to amazing people throughout our careers and listened to them as they made decisions that changed their lives and knew that these inspirational stories would help others. And why did we call it Recharge? It's based on a book I co-authored called The Way of the HR Warrior, and in it, we have a leadership model, CHARGE, which stands for courage, humility, accuracy, resiliency, goal-oriented, and exemplary. We know that people used one or more of these qualities to help them make their decisions, and we want to learn from them. Now, sit back, listen, and be inspired by these stories, and then do something to recharge your life. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. It's Kelly. We're so honored and thrilled to have Nandini Basu as our special guest. Nandini is a movement educator and leadership development consultant. As a movement educator, she teaches group fitness and private clients, primarily in Pilates, and is a master trainer for the Club Club Pilates brand. In her leadership development work, Nandini focuses on coaching and facilitation of employee and leadership development programs. She's worked across multiple industries and geographies to provide in-person and virtual leadership development solutions. Nandini is passionate about her work in helping people be their best selves through physical well-being and interpersonal effectiveness, and we adore her. So Nandini, thank you so much for being on our podcast. We like to start off, as we always do, by asking, what is a show, podcast, book, or blog you go to when you want to push yourself and expand your thinking? Hi, Kelly and Carrie. First of all, thanks so much. I'm excited to be here with you guys. And... I've been reading and listening to a lot of more of the, I'll say, spiritual and inspirational type of people and authors, Um, Don Miguel Ruiz, Brene Brown, Laura Lynn Jackson, all have books that I've been reading lately. And I work with a mindset coach. uh, uh, Her name's Sharin, and she has a program called Wholehearted Coaching. And so she has podcasts that I've been listening to frequently as well. And from those, I'm really just kind of getting that bigger picture of of the whole self. I love that, Nandini. Thank you for coming. I've just, I've never met you. So I'm so excited that we're talking. Just joking. Nandini, I know each other for how many years now? So many to count. Something like that. (laughs) It's like, all right, we knew each other back in Chicago. So I'm so excited Nandini's here. Nandini, with all the the, uh, podcasts you've listened to and, and a lot of the spiritual work you do, what are some of the, like a couple things that just stand out that really help drive you and that you think about maybe daily or every other day or something that really help ground you? Yeah, I think the biggest things right now are this idea of um, freedom mm. and being free maybe from your old stories and old experiences and being free to choose. Um, I'm going to choose to take on this work or not take it on. I'm going to choose to, um, you know, because I also work in, in this world of fitness and health and wellness, I'm going to choose to do this exercise or take this class or eat this food or not. And each of those is related to the bigger picture of what am I going for? What am I striving for? 
in my life. Mm. What that freedom, I have never heard it put that way. So that just choosing freedom and having the the freedom to choose, what makes it then, because Nandini, especially let's talk fitness. I know I should eat, you know, spinach or something, right? But I choose the cookie or whatever. What have you, because you've worked with so many people, what is so hard about having sometimes that freedom to choose, but I still can't, I'm still not kind of choosing or listening to what I need and not choosing maybe the right thing that I need. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, there's so many thoughts I have on it. Um, (laughs) But I I really want to say we have a lot of societal pressure and conditioning Mm. on us. Mm. And this is an evolution for me. So I, I will be the first to acknowledge that you know, there was a time where you would exercise to say, I want to eat the French fries mm-hmm. um, or I'm, I'm going to eat the kale because it's the right choice, but then be very dissatisfied. And you know what? You're going to go eat those French fries anyway. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, as I've evolved in my own journey of health and wellness, and now also, um, you know, this idea of being a movement educator. And I really like that term because mm-hmm. there's, it's much more than just a Pilates instructor, um, I, I've realized like you have the freedom to do this workout or not. You, mm-hmm. there's no reason you have to. I mean, I don't really love doing cardio, but I also know the benefits of it for me. So I'm free to do it or not do it. Um, I'm free to work out with my trainer or not. I'm free to go to my ridiculously crazy hard Orange Theory classes or not. Um, but I know when I go, I get so much more out of it. And I think that for me is that freedom of like being my, my true self. It, it's not the freedom to have the French fries. It's the freedom to say, I made this choice of going or not, and I'm really happy with it mm-hmm. and I'm okay and contented. And I think it's such a, like you're saying, a mindful, thoughtful choice of yes. being, like you said, true to yourself and doing it for a bigger picture and a bigger reason than the society pressures. I know we've had discussions around, well, you should be married or you should have a kid or you should have this career and you should yourself to death um, and that freedom. Can you, before we go to the big question, can you tell our listeners, maybe explain a little bit more about Movement Educator? Because I think it's the first time I've heard it from, from you and I just want people to kind of really understand it. Yes, I think it's the evolution of calling someone your personal trainer, your Pilates instructor, your yoga instructor. Uh, A movement educator to me, especially in the Pilates studio, is about am I moving in a way that is really great in this controlled environment for 50 minutes and I feel good and I have some satisfaction, but then do I take it out there in the real world and do I apply it there? So when I'm working in the Pilates studio on balance work, it's about shifting my weight to my right leg or my left leg, or it's about doing things that rotate my spine um, or lateral flexion, side bending. And then how am I taking that and now transferring it to I'm picking up groceries, I'm putting up Mm -hmm. groceries, I'm walking up the stairs. The more I think we can build some muscle memory, the more I think we can help you out there in how your body works, but not bog you down with anatomy. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's the, the, the teaching you some strong form and fundamentals and building some strength, increasing some flexibility 
in a controlled environment for a small period of time that then you get to take out there in the real world and use it. I am digging movement educator. And it's I such love a, it. I love it. And I have it. to give a shout out to uh, Erica Quest. I hope she'll listen to this and, and know that she also gets a shout out from me for teaching well, me that we should, idea. We should force her to listen and give her no freedom and just con- contradict everything <laughs> you've just said. Exactly. <laughs> Um, well, she gets a shout out. She should for sure listen. Uh, no, I think I dig that. And I think your approach of you're not just here for 50 minutes and then we'll fix everything in that 50 and then you move on. But it's a real holistic, integrated approach and really appreciate that. And people are very lucky to work with you with that mindset. So thank you. Thank you. I, and I also want to add in there, if you don't mind, um, it's not just about the walking up the stairs and doing groceries. It's about I wanted to do something else better. So like for mm-hmm. me, a lot of, I love uh, as a hobby, stand up paddleboarding mm-hmm. and I've improved on it so much because of the stuff I do in workouts. So it, it can, I think it can serve anything you do in that little lab of a place mm-hmm. can serve any goal you have. I love it. Well, soon we'll have to, well, you know, you're going to have to start your own podcast about being a movement educator. Oh my gosh, so. I love it. I know. All right. Well, now we'll go to why we started this podcast and we'll ask you the big question, which is what decision that you may change the trajectory of your life? And then what are the charge qualities that you use to help you make that decision? Yes. The big thing was leaving working for corporate full time in human resources. Of course, that's how I know you guys. Uh, but leaving doing that day in, day out and striking out on my own to finish my Pilates teacher training program, uh, which ultimately led to becoming a full-time Pilates instructor, which I'll be honest, I did not expect. Um, and then now uh, doing the, in, as Kelly mentioned in my bio, doing the in-person private or group classes, being a master trainer for the Club Pilates brand. But also I've gotten back to some of my human resources roots and doing that independent consultant work. All of that is because I left corporate. And that comes, I mean, obviously the first one, courage. It's all about mm-hmm. courage. I even wrote it in my notes in capital letters. Um, do, do you mind if I share a st- short story here? Of course. I'm going to go anyway. I love it. Yes, yeah. please. Um, you know, I was thinking and I was listening to a lot of your prior podcasts where people talk about, you know, this move, you know, this big experience. And I, I think a move and leaving corporate, though, those are all things that are important, leaving the Midwest and moving to California and then leaving corporate. But the biggest thing, if I could say an event that propelled that use of that courage to leave corporate was um, as you are working on becoming a Pilates instructor and with many of these certifications, you do practice teaching. And one of my student teachers was a woman, a single mother of two. And when you're practice teaching, you do these privates and, you know, they pay like $10 for that hour and it goes to the studio. And it's just really just to put a little value on that experience for them. And for me, I'm getting credit towards teaching. And she said to me, the single mother of two said, you're such a blessing in my life. Oh. Yeah. She mm. said, I can't afford to take classes, let alone privates. And here I am paying $10 a week. Um, to take this class with you. You're helping me heal. You're helping me take care of my back and my neck. And I'm going to avoid surgery because of you. And that was profound. There's no other way to say that. (laughs) You know, 
I was so frustrated in my corporate job and going to my office after remember that session with her, it was heartbreaking day in, day out. I mean, I, I had just this corporate structure, not just a person or a manager, but a structure that was very rigid, very hierarchical. I had come from a job where my manager was always pushing me to use my voice and, and be courageous. If I look back, he wanted me to be courageous. And it, it just, it wasn't in alignment with the way I felt. And especially to think, how do I go from this person who called me a blessing in her life to going back to an office where I'm being told I'm doing things wrong, or I wish you hadn't done that, or that was a, that was not the right decision. Right. Right. It, I was going to say as the, we'll get serious, but let's have a joke for a second. You mean no one said it's a blessing to know you in HR, Nandini? You didn't get that? <laughs> Weird, right? <laughs> it's so strange that not on a daily basis do people come into your office and say, you're my blessing in HR. Um, once in a while we get that, but not often. So right. Nandini, because I think so many people, like you said, listening to the podcast, there are so many people that have made that a switch. Those are the people we've, a lot of people we've talked to. And maybe gone out on their own and done different things. What kind of led up? Because I, I can't imagine it was just you woke up one day and you're like, corporate's not for me. But if you kind of think back at some of the triggers, you said a structure that didn't quite appreciate you. What are some of those other things that really said, I want to go into Pilates, I'm going to try this? Um, and what was not making you happy in the corporate structure? I think I have to kind of go way back to a manager who I just referenced a little bit. Um, And he always telling me to, he would say things like, you're smart, you have a voice, you have an opinion. I'm teasing things out of you, but I want you to be that decision maker. I want you to boldly say your opinion and make a decision. And if we're wrong, we'll deal with it. But like, just, you know, put yourself out there. and. So I think that started the process of, uh, I don't know, like the awakening of Nandini, um, (laughs) of really trying to practice using my voice more. And then um, being in an environment that was very structured, very rigid, I was like, gosh, I'm not really using my voice, but okay, you know, it's this job or it's this money and, um, you know, you have benefits and you have vacation days. So some of those very practical things take over, right? And and I'm not disparaging anyone for that because those are the reality of, of life. We need those things. And then I think, and I hope I'm answering your question, but I, I then take it to the standpoint of just having this dissatisfaction. And really, honestly, when I was doing the uh, Pilates teacher training, I really thought I was just doing it for myself as a little bit of a hobby. And when I really found myself enjoying it more. And, and this person talked to me about being a blessing. And then my two mentors who own a studio would say, you're really good at this. We know you don't think you're going to do this and you're just doing this um, for some internal fulfillment. We just want you to know you're really good at this. Mm-hmm. And you're getting this really positive feedback from these sources of something that you just were like, oh, you know, I'm just having a little fun on my weekends. Yeah. Um, to all of a sudden, I'm not having fun day to day, Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone knows, especially now in a pandemic, it's not day to day, Monday through Friday. It's not 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. It seeps into your evening. It seeps into your weekends. And I think I just got to this point of I was just 
thinking all the time about how bogged down I felt. It, it, it sounded like Nandini, when you talk about it, that Pilates and the teaching part was feeding your soul, was nurturing you far greater than corporate was. So corporate was always telling you kind of fit into this and use your, use your voice, which is good, but you have to use it in this certain way and you have to have this structure around it. And Pilates was giving you, it was nurturing something in you. Did you always like to teach? Like, is that like, how did you pick Pilates? You could have picked pottery or, or stand up paddleboard. Like what drew you to just the hobby of Pilates? And then what started to, what was that part that really nurtured you that you, that, that it appears you weren't getting at corporate? I, you know, what started Pilates for me was when my father was ill and my brother was his full-time caregiver. And I would drive down to San Diego to help take care, kind of like Friday through Sunday. And I needed to do something for myself because um, it was it was a lot of work. Being anyone who is well, I, even childcare, childcare, elder care, anyone care of anyone else is is a lot of work. And so I'm a morning person, so I would get up like at six, seven a.m. and go take a class right down the street uh, from my brother's place. And and I just found some real grounding about being able to take care of the rest of my day. And I'd never really found that in a workout before. Um, I've I've almost always tried something, but never gravitated and never hooked into something as quickly as Pilates hooked me. And um, so I guess the sad part of the story, uh, but this is life, right? After my father died, I was like, what am I going to do with myself? And my studio owners were holding teacher training. I was like, well, I kind of like this as a hobby. Why don't I just go see what it's like to learn to be a teacher? And I say this 100%, I did not ever think I was going to become an instructor. It's the biggest surprise to me of all people that I'm here now. So that instructor, so I'm going to pick that apart and then we'll get to the actions. So then, okay, so you're going along still. So I'm seeing this picture of Nandini and you're skipping because everyone skips in my head, right? You're skipping along going, I hate corporate. Well, I hate it. It's not fun but I have the side thing and I really like Pilates, but I'm not going to be a teacher. This is a hobby, right? Like when then did you say, nope, now it's full time, right? Like when was that moment Uh then Nandini of like, it was building, I could see it building, but you still were like, I'll never be a teacher. I mean, that's kind of fun, but when did it actually happen then? Yeah. So that, that moment, and I'm sure many people say this was uh, a culmination of moments of, you get told you're a blessing on, you know, like Thursday night, mm-hmm. <laughs> Friday, you go to work and you're told you did something wrong, which side note, I didn't do anything wrong, <laughs> but you know, the powers that be in, in positions of leadership and influence, it yes. wasn't right for them. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, maybe like, oh, it, was, it was actually, it's part of like leaving was really quick. It was like within two weeks, I was like, I'm not doing this wow. anymore. And I'm going to finish up my Pilates teacher training. And I think I could finish this up by like September, October of that year. So I'm going to put myself on the fast track. And then two of my studio owners are like, oh, you're done. Take this shift on. And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, but you know, I might not be here long. I'm looking for a new corporate job still because I was. Mm -hmm. And they're like, okay, sure. That's fine. We'll deal with that then. But we want you right now. So, and then 
you start teaching in the world of Pilates is very small and the studios, everyone knows each other. And, and someone's like, Hey, do you want to teach here? Go audition to be a teacher there. And, and all of a sudden I'm now between, or all of a sudden in October, November of that year, I'm working at seven studios, Oh my gosh! which also ridiculous side note. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my second side note is that seven studios is a lot. Um, and then I'm like, well, you know, it's November. No one's hiring right now. Just do this November and December in the new year, along with everyone else, start looking for a job when budgets open up again. And in that two months, again, I'm working at seven studios and I'm thinking, I think I could do this full time. And if not, I can always start my job search when I'm ready to start my mm. full time corporate job search. Mm -hmm. And it just really took off from there of adding studios, adding shifts, not adding studios because seven was the max. I can't, you can't add any more than that. Um, but adding hours and shifts and just really all of a sudden thriving and thinking I can do this. And that's when that became like the thing. I, Nadine, when I listen, it's, it's almost, a, it, it's funny. You're almost a little, um, uh, not disagreeable is the the wrong term, but it's like the universe and your body almost knew we're going to propel you down this path. And you were still like, eh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> but like, but like your body was pushing like the universe. They're like, all right, she still isn't hundred percent convinced, but yeah, we're, we're, we're going to put her in that path. And finally you're like, all right, I got it now. I got it. And it, you're right. It's a culmination of everything. Well, like and I, I also, when I hear you repeating my story back to me, <laughs> someone once said, Nandini, you drive with the brakes on. And that's oh, probably what I, I was that. still doing. <gasps> See, that's it. I couldn't articulate it. That's perfect. But you had it. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. You're right. You're still going. You're still going. But you're like, yeah, I got the brakes on. You're the wonderful person that people are driving behind going, no, you can't le release the brakes. You don't have to drive with you the brakes accelerate. on. <laughs> you can accelerate. You're like, no, I can't. I'm going to still keep checking this out. Oh my goodness. I love that driving with the brakes on what, what is some, because you've been through it and you've really upended your life and had a very different path than when you started out, what is some of the advice you have? What are some of the actions you would encourage our listeners to take to help them get to a much happier place like you are? Mm -hmm. Um, the first thing I will say is, and I'm sure so many people say this, but your network is so important mm. because along the way, um, I, as we've both alluded to, I still do some human resources work, some uh, independent contracting work. And those clients have all come through referrals from my corporate days, right? So it's kind of like, I don't know who said this, but it's always do good work and have a good network. Mm -hmm. it, it was do good work and, and, and have the work or do the work of having a good network. So I think that's the first thing I would say, because you just don't know how those people come in and out of your life. And some of those uh, people in your life, they, they might vex you and challenge you. And, and some of those people in your network will encourage and cheerlead you and advocate for you, but you need them all mm -hmm. um, to either, get the work or sustain the work and, and challenge you to do new and different work. So that's one thing I would say is just, it, it, and everything is virtual right now. I know because we're in this pandemic, of course, but still 
take the calls, hop on mm -hmm. the webinars or the networking events. I can't stress that enough. Yeah, you know, Nandini, it was even though it's virtual to your point, and I think we've we've talked a lot about it's funny, we always ask this advice and it's tends to be the same themes of the advice. So either people will be really sick of listening to this on the hundredth episode or go, Oh, I finally got it. Right. <laughs> um, right. Maybe I should do that. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should do that. But the networking and having that strong and reaching out to people. And for many people, it's hard for, for different reasons. Maybe I'm not an extrovert, or maybe I feel like I'm asking for help and I should do it all by myself, or now it's virtual, or my gosh, I haven't talked to them for a year. They'll never want to talk to me. And I, especially we've talked to Emma, we talked to her about the just the women not asking as much. Um, especially, and I'm very guilty of it, that I haven't talked to you for a year and a half. Oh no, mm -hmm. I can't ask you now. And I just want to say, I just did this for just, I talked to two people just in the past like five days that I haven't talked to since 2019. And I thought, oh, it'd be awkward. It was like, we never skipped, missed a beat. And I was like, how can I help you? How can I, oh, this is great. Let's chat. And like, please, like love what you said and just stress to people, if you're feeling a little hesitant, don't. People are happy to help. And I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah, I haven't talked to you. You haven't called me. I haven't called you, but no big deal. Let's just chat. How can we help each other now? And it was great. Right. It was great. So wonderful. Thank you for that first piece of advice. What else? Yeah. Uh, I'll add to that, by the way, as an extrovert, I'm happy to talk to people because this yeah. <laughs> pandemic is tough for an extrovert. Yes. So. Yes. Hey, as an anyone introvert who I haven't talked to in two years, I'm here. <laughs> Find me. Um, I. And I also think something I would say is just being really open-minded to push yourself out of your comfort zone. Um, I have often been the, no, that won't work, or we haven't done it that way in the past, or I can't do that, or we can't make that change. And um, I've learned a lot about this idea of self-limiting beliefs mm -hmm. and just to really try and every tiny step it can have that ripple effect. And uh, uh, another quote, and it comes from our dear Kelly Gunther here, is she's the first person who, who said this to me, and I laugh every time I say it, is change is great, you go first. <laughs> Kelly, I live for that quote, first of all. It's actually Tolstoy, so I can't oh, even take credit okay. for it, but it's, it, it is so good because it's, it's that clear. Like it right. is a lot easier said than done. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, okay, Tolstoy. Gunther. Gunther. Let's just, let's just, we'll, we'll just we'll mumble Toy Tolstoy, but then really say Gunther. Gunther yeah, said, yeah. we'll do it that way. Yeah. <laughs> and I say that all the time and people laugh and, and it's so true though, mm -hmm. because we're all so hesitant and we just, we just have to even take the small steps and I'm going to say this and here's more, maybe more of that spiritual side of me and someone's going to roll their eyes and I get it. I get you. And you're allowed to roll your eyes, but I truly live from a place of the freedom to make decisions, to find my happiness, to say yes or no, um, to work because of little changes like that, that have now resulted in big changes in my life. Mm. I love that. And if it's just a matter of trying a new workout class and come see me if it's Pilates to 
to, to quitting a job, also come talk to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- they're all going to add up to really just operating from a very place of like a free spirit, um, a free soul, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, you used the word soul with me, Carrie, before. Mm-hmm. I, I would just expand or reiterate that word too. Mm-hmm. What uh, Before I say something about that, I want to make sure, do you have another piece of advice before I hold on that one? I will probably add this into network of um, make sure your network is diverse, but people who are more tenured than you, less tenured than you, older, younger, um, just mentors, coaches, friends, just allow yourself all the experiences and insight. And I think that probably speaks to some of what's needed, even in um, the greater discussion around diversity and equality and inclusion, we have to start listening to people outside of ourselves and outside of our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Outside of your echo chamber. I always love that. Are, have you stepped outside of your echo chamber? Oh, is what you, right. It's a good one. And you're like, oh, I haven't. So everyone is the same echo coming back. You're right. You're right. Um, but I wanted to go back because as we transition to Kelly, because it's such a good transition, the change part, when you were talking to me about, um, you know, I sometimes I, you know, I might be hesitant to change or whatever. Of course, Kelly Gunther's face pops into my head because she loves change. And lo- <laughs> that's why she told me to go first. That's why she told me to go first because <laughs> exactly. she loves it. She loves it. And always loves trying new things, loves when things when things break so she can just fix it. And 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 it's and she loves that stuff. Um, so Kelly, what are you what are you thinking about some of the the coaching and the and the story that Nandini just provided us? Oh, Carrie, it's reminds me of just how much I adore you, Nandini, on many levels, not the least of which is how much you're willing to really push yourself and to do the heavy lifting. Because if you think about it, there's a lot of people who want to do something different, but to go from working corporate HR, which I know you're still doing on some level, to really changing it completely and becoming a fitness, a movement educator. I mean, that's an incredible um, leap for you to take. And to really follow your passion because you made a difference in someone's life and that resonated with you. You felt it. It felt um, organic to you. And you wanted to continue living that life of where you felt like you were giving the best of yourself to help others become the best of themselves. So when you're going through everything that you've gone through and you've made all the adjustments and you committed to becoming a movement educator, were there any points at which you're like, you know what? I don't know if I can do this. It's too scary. I'm, I'm uncertain. I'm starting to question myself. Did any of that happen to you? And if so, how did you push through it? It absolutely happened to me. And I feel like that's a whole other podcast to talk you through that. (laughs) Um, But it it definitely happened. And I think you guys probably have experienced this. I think we've all talked about this, Mm -hmm. that idea of imposter syndrome. Like, can I do this Mm -hmm. thing? Uh, should I be doing this thing? Will, will I have credibility? Um, I think I just, that's when you give yourself those pep talks and you mm-hmm. look at everyone else and you say, wait, but I'm here. I'm here with them. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think of you two in a Bracci group and I think, but you're there, you're with them. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think it's just reminding yourself that I- I'm here now. Mm-hmm. The worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to kick me out but I'm putting myself in this club. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. I love that. that self-pep talk. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, and it's it's so important. And the reason I ask is because you very much persevere. Um, no matter what situation you're in, you you figure it out, you move on, you find another way if maybe the first way didn't work um, or didn't go as planned. Um, and that's what I love about you is that you work really hard to not only move to where you want to be in life, but also to push yourself continuously every day to learn something new, to take in a new tidbit of information. Um, And I think that's where, you know, for people who are in similar situations or thinking about doing something very, very different than what they're doing today, to have that kind of reassurance that, you know what, take it one day at a time, take it one hour at a time sometimes to just continue through and believe in yourself enough to know you've got the right people around you. You have a network, a diverse network of people that can, that can cheer you on and and be advocates for you Um, and, and be open-minded enough with yourself to trust that you can do it. So thank you so much for sharing your incredible story um, with us. And, you know, I can even tell in your voice, you just feel lighter having made the changes that you've made in the you know years I've known you, um, which has been less than Carrie, but still um, just as meaningful for me. And so we're so grateful for to, to you, Nandini, for having joined us on our podcast, for having shared your story and have shown your vulnerability too with our audience. We, we really, truly appreciate you. Well, thank you guys so much, Kelly. Uh, when it comes to one day deliver my eulogy, you might be first on the block uh, <laughs> to take on that job. Um, Thank you guys so much for having me. And uh, I know you did not expect this, but I will put a shameless or I don't know, maybe not shameless because it's about you guys. I will promote charge and the work you guys do because um, it's been very helpful to me personally and professionally in in all the realms, the the world of fitness, um, movement education, and uh, my, my freelancing human resources work as well. It's, it's been a great tool for me. Oh, thank you, Nandini. And again, we're just so grateful to you. And if you'd like to connect with Nandini, she's an extrovert, so she's asking for it. Um, please do so. You can find follow me, her. Find me. Yeah, you can follow her at Instagram at Nandini underscore Basu. And I will make sure to include all of her contact information in our show notes so that you will have easy access to to her. And I, I, I know that you'll find your connection with Nandini to be as meaningful as I find mine to her as well. So thank you again, Nandini. We are so grateful to have had you join us on our podcast. Thank you both. This has been fun. Appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for listening to the Recharge Your Life podcast. Please sign up for our newsletter at abracigroup.com and follow us on social media. You can find us on LinkedIn at Abrachi Group, Instagram at Warriors of HR, and Twitter at Warriors underscore HR. Remember to subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, and please tell a friend. And be sure to drop us a note on how you are recharging your life. We can't wait to hear from you. 